Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Do Good Podcast with myself, Rob Watson. And in this episode, I'm going to be delving into the idea of finding truth and seeking truth and what does that actually mean to me now. You know, I've been thinking about this for a while and the title is, you know, so the truth will set you free. And I want to talk about my own experiences in my life, which have particularly around the past eight or nine years, where I think the most changes have happened to me since that time, which was around about the turn of 2011 and onwards. Before that, I don't know, I had this feeling of just like questioning stuff, like things just didn't quite feel right, you know? I didn't really have a full awareness of what was going on. And when I see what means going right, I was just, I don't know, I was just, it was like as if I was going along I tell you what is one for a film, so who watched, I think a lot of people have watched The Matrix. That really, you know, that triggered stuff, I think, in a lot of people to begin questioning more about, you know, I'm not saying that we're living in, you know, we're all plugged in somewhere and got these um, machines plugged into our real bodies and this is just a, um, a hologram as such. However, I'll touch about that a bit later on because there is... Um, evidence to suggest that we are actually living in a holographic universe and so forth and, and it's our consciousness that is actually creating the reality around us but, but anyway I'll get into that a bit later but you know films like that that's the amazing thing you know we talk about there being blockbusters and I think they do they really do shift stuff within you when you watch certain films and things make you to see the world in a different way and The Matrix did that for me but this was like when I say I was young I must have been like mid-twenties or even earlier when I was watching this, but I'm talking now and I just turned 30s and I started to question a lot of things around me because I've touched on another podcast where I questioned some of the things that we've all been told growing up through our families, our society. And it's not, I don't do any blame here. You know, this is just, they got them past this information on, but I think we're living in this age now, this age of information, this age of enlightenment where we are more tuned in tapped in than ever and we get access to information like never before if you go back 20 30 years ago people's information came from you know only from like you say reading books or listening to news or watching stuff them kind of feels were now at the fingertips we can access so much information and yes there's misinformation out there but on the whole you've got a for me, I, I go with my gut feeling when I'm reading something or when I find something does this feel right to me and I'll talk about that a little bit more, a bit later on about this idea of like gut feeling and using our intuition more and going with what feels right. Like when I listen to someone talking or some information, this is why I pretty much stay away from the news the majority of the time. Occasionally I'll dip in here and there just to get a little bit of a sense of stuff, but I will not let my sort of energy get sucked into it like I would have done in the past to this. So, okay, around about 31 for me, so... And I started to question a lot of things in my life. I had followed the path set before me in a way, you know, I was encouraged to do and told by, by everyone's basically told you, go to school, pass your exams, go to college, then on to university, go into industry. A few days later after that, I set up my own business, go on this path of that, of just growing that and chasing after success really. I was really hungry for success. And, but the idea of success of what we were all told is success, which is to 
more get more stuff to to be perceived as doing well have the nice car nice house have the business be perceived to be doing good stuff and to be making money and you know all that shebang is which i which i did and accumulated and i don't regret any of it you know i don't regret any of my journey up until this point it's just i'm able to now to look at it to see at certain points where there was times where i'm so glad for the experience but i'm also wouldn't go back and do it again because I've already done that and I've learned the lessons from it. So anyway, I was, it was 2011 and things really changed for me then. I, I so many amazing things happened to me that year. I, I got married and we'd recently bought our, our new home and I'd won a quite a prestigious award in work for like, as me and my business partner got entrepreneur of the year award so it was quite it was a significant time I was you know I kind of should have been at the happiest I could have possibly been back then because I had from the outside looking in I had everything yet for me it was an illusion I was just keeping the cogs on I was just keeping everything going I was so stressed and feeling so unhealthy and so not at peace with myself and I think that's going to be the biggest thing that I'm going to probably take out talking in this is like Seeking more peace, more joy, more balance in my life is one of my greatest aspirations now. My greatest aspiration isn't owning a big company and having loads of staff and an X amount of turnover and having all these material possessions. It's like, for me, it's the other way now. I want to, surely now, success for me is how I'm feeling. Because let's look around in the world. It's a challenging time that we live in. And I think if you can... somehow get some sense of calm some peace some joy some balance in your life that is the greatest success for me of course i still want to do things i still we live in this nice house now and i'm able to do these things i there's just certain value that you attach to i don't have the same value on things as i used to in terms of like cars i've had sports cars a few you know we used to have a range rover at one point and now we've kind of gone from having two cars, we've gone come down to having one. We've got this second-hand mini that we bought a few months ago. That's our car now for the house. It's it's not extravagant. It's not fancy. It just kind of blends in with all the other cars. And I'm I'm good with that being like that because it means that I'm not working all this time and all this effort to to spend and then a lot of my money just to sort of go out on stuff because of the perception of what it gives to other people. And I think so many of us are just in the rat race, are just on the treadmill, spinning around, chasing after the idea of success, feeling like they have to stay on it because if they don't, other people are going to take over them. It is exhausting. I did it for 10 years, straight years, with, with Raw, with my company, and I had so many amazing times, but it was not right for me. Like I said, I wasn't feeling peaceful. I wasn't feeling healthy. I wasn't feeling happy. I was not feeling happy. I was not feeling content. So I went seeking big time around 2011. Like I said, just had just got married, won this big award in work, recently bought our home. Life appeared to be great. Yeah, I was like, kind of felt like, so hang on. I've ticked, basically I've ticked off all the things that were set before me get married, get the car, business, fancy holidays, all, you know, all of them that I had kind of achieved as such. Yet I was looking around thinking, is this it? Is this is the thing that's supposed to make me happy? 
And I'm like, well, it's not, is it? I'm not. So I, I started to question stuff and I really went on a bit of a journey for looking to really delve into things to sort of, it's quite, it's quite challenging now to sort of put it into some sort of chronological order. But I'll just mention a few things that came up. But first thing, I remember some guy, I think it's Danny Greaves actually, was just on Twitter. I, I put a, twi- a tweet out about something about uh, the way the money was running around the world and who won finances and stuff and question. And then he replied saying, you need to check out this documentary. And it was the Zeitgeist series. And boy, wow, did that come to me like a bolt of lightning when I first watched that. It's, wow, there's a series of free The Zeitgeist films. I think they were on Netflix at one point. They might not be, but I think they're free to wear if you go into to YouTube. I'll put links into these things in case anyone wants to delve into it. And this was really... This really delved into the way the world was run, the way finance was run, the way the military complex is run in terms of all the wars around the world, the way the pharmaceutical industry is run. It's basically all set up in a way, you know, we're basically slaves to money. That's what it was basically showing, that we we're all slaves to money. And because of the point that I, where I was in my life, I'd just turned 31, and I had gone on this journey to success, and then this documentary is really questioning how the world's run we're all chasing along that really tapped into where i was at the point now to be honest i have different beliefs now but that was perfect for me at that time to begin questioning stuff and i think i put a lot of these things down to a lot of the changes that i've made in my life since so yeah the zeitgeist series was um really amazing for blowing my mind and that's what it did it literally blew my mind it helped to untap me from certain beliefs that i had and certain things and then that led me on to like an amazing journey of just rather than watching the news I'd, I'd tap into alternative news outlets instead and then i found out about collective evolution and i even got a little bit connected with joe martino who is the founder of that who's doing amazing work and just showing us and giving us a different viewpoint on the way mainstream media is portrayed because once you find out about a lot of mainstream media just is just an, this is an observation based on research and my thoughts and feelings on it is that they're owned by massive corporations so and these corporations have got agendas and they've got a lot of influence with the politicians so it's very let's just say it's very murky waters so I was very interested in alternative news outlets and, and and sourcing my information that way. And it was amazing how different it was to the narrative that we were getting told through, say, BBC or Sky News or CNN or Fox News or, or any of them. And I kind of just started looking at the mainstream stuff. Like, I, I just see straight through it like it was... I felt like I was getting lied to because it felt like, and it was just, it felt like it like it was the matrix. And it was just there to keep me asleep and not aware and not awake to things and, and not to realize in essence, what I've come to realize is, is my true power, which every single one of us has got like immense personal power on how we can shape and create our lives however we wish we truly can through our thoughts beliefs and our actions we are in control of our own destiny so whatever's happening in the news or whatever's going on around the world doesn't need to affect us as much as it's portrayed to be so anyway all these things are delved into and i kind of then got into this conspiracies quite a bit i did go quite deep into them 
and finding out about researching about 9-11 and some of the stuff that's going on in in the Iraq wars and it kind of just it was I basically went down the rabbit hole and I was going deeper and deeper and it, it did take me to some dark places I believe it really did particularly when you're looking into conspiracies and I started reading like David Icke books um, and they were having an impact on me but I think I'm really grateful for that phase in my life of it but I'm so glad that I'm still not tapped into the conspiracy theories now because some of them are really I find them really disempowering and a lot of them as well is as much use them if I was to say to anyone like if you tap into the zeitgeist series other stuff and you're interested in these things and you do start to look into the conspiracies that are going on because there is you know there's no doubt that there is some conspiracies yeah I think it can help it starts to divide us and creates this us versus them when I don't really want to be in that field anymore I just want to kind of feel like yeah anyway just move away from that so it can if you do stay in the conspiracy theories for too long it can really you know there's like the flat earth movement now and there's that's how far that's basically as far as it goes it goes to that almost you delve into and you get to that point and then that just becomes like and i've done my own looking into that but i won't go into that because that's for just you know something else so i did all this research and all this delving into these things and started to question things and it was very enlightening for me it's very empowering as well because i was seeing things differently it's like ah right so maybe the things that i've been told since i was younger aren't necessarily true maybe when i switch on the news then things isn't the way stuff is is portrayed maybe actually we're life doesn't have to be like this life doesn't have to be limited life doesn't have to be such of a struggle or such of a challenge sure there's going to be massive challenges in our lives but we can choose to move through them in a more harmonious and positive way it doesn't mean that you're not going to feel grief not going to feel pain it just means that you don't we don't need to be constantly in a state of fear and angst and worry and like there's not enough and there's never going to be enough and it's it's survival of the fittest all these things like we got kind of told and i've led to believe is is now for me so far from the truth that i now know in me really deeply know inside of me where did this take me so what i did delve in deep i went dark you know we know the stuff anyone else who's been into david like stuff will realize that it's pretty um it's enlightening but it's it's deep as well and it's dark and I think we've got to be careful how much dark we go into because, of course, there's no light without dark. So, yeah, anyway, moving past that. And then I found meditation. 2012 was probably the most incredible years of my life in terms of the things like finding meditation, literally finding I, I talked about it in the Everyone's Got a Story to Tell episode, so I won't go too much into that again, but just to touch on it you know I started to meditate I saw a David Lynch uh, clip and then I began meditating and it was instant it was literally instant I went from having just all this angst and pain and tension and it was literally starting to just feel like it was washing away and then soon after I started meditating new kinds of information were coming to me it started to go deeper into things and this is when I'd say my spiritual journey really began around about the summer of 2012. Some of the books that I was reading, um, and the, one one of the most powerful books that I've ever read is by a guy called Michael Talbot, and it's called The Holographic Universe. And Michael Talbot was, he was a bit of a mystic himself, really, yet he was very grounded 
in research and science and he'd done some research into so there's some really going back to about the 50s or 60s there was some really prominent scientists and um, michael bond i think was one and some others it's been a while since i've read it but they were really beginning to question the nature of reality and the universe and potentially that we are all actually living in a hologram now for some people might think oh that's just bonkers because that isn't the way things but if you think about it you know like life is so amazing and and so fascinating so complex and so wonderful you kind of wonder like how things even continue how is everything not just bloody collapsed already with the way with all the stuff we've ever been told and all the things going on in the world yet for some reason like this this divine way of things happening it kind of just exists and everything exists and everything just works as the way it's supposed to the reason why that book really spoke to me is because it touched on it started to look on near-death experiences and the idea of past life and future lives and but it was particularly around near-death experiences and it's so consistent some of the stories that you hear are so consistent the near-death experiences say so here was one that i will do my best to remember some guy has a heart attack and he's rushed into hospital and he's like on the third floor or something like that and he feels he literally felt like he was out of his body he was in the room and he was aware of the nurses and the doctors who were working around him and he felt like he kind of left his body and what happened was he then sort of moved out he floated out of the building and went up to the top and went up up some floors and was looking in looking around like it was just extremely fascinated and probably in total awe of he was outside of his body was he dreaming was he what anyway he goes up and he's looking he's outside and he's looking into another window but on the outside of the window was this shoe with the laces undone and hanging down the side over the windowsill which is and then anyway he comes back down and he's obviously brought back into his body he's been saved by the doctors and he's back into his body and a few days later you know the cardiologists or however they come in talking to him and he's just like in awe you know he's kind of like wow and he said he was, he's telling him that he had this amazing experience and of course the doctors pretty a lot of them will probably be quite cynical but he then starts to tell him and, and he's and basically the doctor's like oh and he's saying to the doctor go please go up go up to whatever the floor was and have a look to see if there's something on the windowsill see if it's there and the doctor's like oh okay and it kind of just for his own just for the patient's peace of mind, it's like, okay, I'll go do that for you. So anyway, the doctor goes out, works up to that floor, goes out, looks outside. And there, behold, on the windowsill is this shoe, exactly how he described it. Now, this blew the doctor's mind because it wasn't like he just like was in a bit of a dream and, you know, it was, uh, and then he's come back into his body. He literally could see everything. He was outside of his body and he'd moved out. So these kind of stories were just blowing my mind. And it also talks very much about the placebo effect and the power of the mind. And, you know, the true power of the mind, I don't even think we've begun to scratch the surface with how powerful our mind is, our consciousness. It truly is the most significant way for us to tap in to greater levels of reality, of our experience, how we shape our experience, you know, it's something, it really is something else. And another story that Michael Talbot told, 
So he grew up and he was quite um he was quite psychic as a kid. He had certain few events that happened and he was only young but his dad invited a group of people round and one of them was a hypnotist. And what the hypnotist did, he there's about seven or eight of them I think in the room and the the hypnotist kind of went to the most cynical one in there and it was this guy who happened to be there with his daughter. What he says to him, he goes he says, when you come round, when when I've hypnotised you, you will not be able to see your daughter in the room. So he hypnotises him, and he's looking around, and then he starts saying to him, where's your daughter? And he's looking, he's looking around the room, and his daughter's next to him, and he can't, he literally can't see his daughter. And there's people in the room who are a bit like, wow, you know? But then this was the most amazing thing. What he does, what the hypnotist did with, with the guy and the daughter, they got, he got the daughter to stand in between both of them. And then the hypnotist pulls out his watch and he has something engraved on the back of his watch and, he put, and he's got it there. And he says to the guy, he says, what's this on? Well, can, you, can you read and tell me what is on the reverse of my watch? Now, bearing in mind, his daughter is stood in between the two of them and supposedly... He, he's been hypnotised so he can't see his daughter. So anyway, he looks down and he can read exactly what is on the back of the watch. Now he has been able to see straight through his own daughter because he's been hypnotised to think she's not there and he could read what was on the back of the watch. Now I remember reading this just being totally and utterly blown away. I was like, wow, oh my God, this is phenomenal. How incredible is it that this, this world that we live in, if it is potential that it's all a bloody hologram, that we're all living in an illusion, that we're all creating our own reality, that life and the universe is so much more rich and complex and amazing than we've been ever to believe. And I was just like, wow, wow, wow. It really was a thing, wow. If you can hypnotize someone, like let's, how is that even possible? In the way we've been told about this 3D reality that we live in, existing with, you know, moving through time and space, where you can actually see through someone to read something. Phenomenal. And then just one last story from that book that I think maybe more people might be able to relate to. It was showing this experiment that they did with this dog owner and his dog. And they wanted to kind of prove the connection between the human and the animal, this strong connection that we can have with people that almost goes beyond space and time. So they did this experiment with the dog owner and his dog. And what they were gonna do is, they're gonna send the dog owner out and then they were gonna give him a call. And at that moment, they're gonna give him a call and say, right, okay, come home. And they were gonna, at that moment, they were gonna observe the dog to see if he did any different or if he was aware of it. So anyway, they do the experiment. The owner goes out for the day or he's away from the house and then they've got some cameras set up to observe the dog so anyway the moment that they ring him and the owner says all right i'm coming home the dog wakes up or wherever it was and then just goes and waits at the front door now isn't that amazing that at that absolute moment that that guy has decided that he's going to be coming home the dog is aware of it and goes and waits at the front door now that for me just blows my mind because that really just begin to question the idea of there is space and time that the dog can be instantaneous be aware that the owner is coming home now that for me is a phenomenal connection and just another one of these amazing stories in this book one of the best books i've read and 
I've, it's one of them that I've kind of like told people the most around that time and I had other people like, oh, and they started reading it and they were like, wow, it's phenomenal. So if anyone wants to delve in and start to, even if they're just beginning to dip their toes in or if they're a seasoned researcher, seeker of knowledge, The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot is phenomenal. And there's so many different stories and bits of research in there that really does begin to question um, the things that you believe in. So after that, I was like, wow, I'm hungry for some more of this stuff. So soon after that, I mentioned Joe Martino from The Collective Evolution. He, they shared some sort of video with this guy who, it, the screen was a little bit, it was a bit fuzzy, so I couldn't quite get it, but it was just a voice of this guy. And I was like, wow, who is, who is that guy? Wow. And his name was Bashar. But actually, well, the person's real name is Daryl Anker. And he... Um, brings through another part of his consciousness, which is Bashar, and delivers this information. Now, if anyone, you now some people, some of these things that I might be talking about, people may have already switched off. They may not be interested in them. So I'm kind of going to go in a little bit more deeper with things now of anything I've ever spoke about. But like, you know, if I was able to talk about some of the things I did a few episodes ago, it's kind of given me the freedom and the space to feel like, you know what, I can talk about anything. This is me sharing my truth, and this is what I'm talking about. The truth will set you free. And these things that have happened to me along have felt like they've set me free, and they've released the chains of the way I've lived my life. And I can feel like I can be more fluid and agile and responsive to things in my life rather than feeling like things are such set in a certain way. So I come across Daryl Anker, uh, who said Bashar, and basically he channels um, this entity called Bashar. And anyone who questions channel information, that's all good, you know. And even Bashar says, you don't have to believe that he is actually supposedly being channeled into his consciousness and coming through. You don't have to believe that. But just for me, it was more about listening to the information. And the information was so empowering, so rich, and so enlightening. It really was and I would, I start to get into this thing with Bashar and I would be listening to him you know, a few hours each day. I'd be buying the new tapes when they would come out and listen to him. And basically he sits there and chats for like 15, 20 minutes and then people ask questions. And some of the questions that I get asked and the responses from him are phenomenal. And at its absolute core, if I was to say what his teachings are, they are that we are creating our own reality. We are the masters of our destiny, that we should really be following our gut instinct. We really need to follow our passion and our excitement. That's one of the key things that he talks about is follow your excitement and take it to the best of your ability as far as you can, but without expectation for the outcome. Now, that's a challenging one. It's something that I'm still, you know, I've got so much better at, but I'm still not always following my excitement because I feel like life gets in the way. But then he would say, well, actually, you can still follow your excitement. You can still choose to be excited and, and there'll always be things like anyone who's listening to this, there must be times whether say there's something new that you want to do in your life or something that you can talk, think about historically when you've had that inspiration to do something, doesn't it, doesn't that spark of inspiration feel so damn good? You're like, wow. Yeah. That feels really good. I mean, it's like something is tingling inside me. I'd say now what I've come to aware of, that's like our connection between our higher selves and our physical selves. And it's kind of like a, a connection between the two. It's like, yeah, go after that. That is going to be amazing for you. So 
that's another thing that he talked about as well. Like Daryl um, with Bashar is like talking about the nature of reality and how we exist way beyond our physical senses. And what we actually are is we are, in our essence, we're a spiritual being having a physical experience. It's not as though our consciousness is in our body as such and it only exists as long as our body's around. It's in fact the other way around. It's like our body's in our consciousness and our consciousness exists way beyond the physical this physical reality like i talked on about them examples um from the holographic universe of the idea of you know the near-death experiences of someone existing outside the body and then seeing a light and then going back to source back to spirit these are the things that i was kind of just like wow so you're telling me that i exist beyond this that i've i've lived many other lifetimes that i am tuned in and tapped into them lifetimes now that i'm connected with my soul on a higher level and then on a much higher level we're all connected as sort of like this over soul group soul i'm like whoa you know my mind was just getting blown after blown after blown it's like this new information these new downloads that were coming to me again like them in the matrix when Neo gets the thing when he's already been woken up and then he's, he's got plugged in and I think it's Dozer or some of the some of the other guys in there are, are giving him downloads of, of new information, how to do Kung Fu or or certain like encyclopedias. So he's just got, whoa, all the, all the knowledge is, is tuned into him. This is what it was feeling like for me. And I was like, as if I was plugged into something and I was receiving all this amazing information. And, and that was... I must say that's the most empowering thing that I've ever received really is the feeling that I am the one in control of my life and this is another belief that came from it's like what you put out is what you get back so if you're in a lousy mood and you're miserable what are you going to see the world you're going to see people who are going to act like that probably in response to you you're going to generally see the bad in others where if you're more upbeat and more feeling good in yourself i know it's challenging you're not always going to feel like that sometimes i wake up and i am not in a good place and it's not like every day's like sunshine and roses it's not like that because life isn't like that yeah I think we can have, which way do we want to switch back to? Do we want to have a more positive outlook on things and think, you know what, whatever's happening to me in my life, I can make this a positive, I can have this to serve me uh, in the best way possible. It's not like it's just happening to me, poor old me. It's not like life happens to me. What I've become to realize that life happens through me instead. So all these new teachings, and particularly from Bashar, this information I was getting like so empowering. I'm like, wow. So if I exist beyond my body, how can I how can I like prove this to myself? So the idea of reincarnation. And I'm like, okay, so what can I do? So at that time, like I started meditating and I was also interested in going on guided meditation classes and, and having Reiki sessions with people and acupuncture, all these kind of things, which I believe helped to open me up spiritually and energetically to feel like there was more things flowing through me. I wasn't so rigid in my beliefs. I was more flexible and open-minded. And I think that's the biggest thing. Anyone who's questioned these things that I'm talking about, that's a-okay because what you believe is, what your beliefs are, are really important to you. And we all hold our beliefs very tightly in a way. And when someone questions them or says that, you know, questions the nature of reality or the idea that we exist beyond this realm and 
people might think, oh yeah, you're off your head, or this is just woo-woo stuff, and, and that's, you know, that's fine for people to experience. I'm sharing what I've become to know the truth for me, and something that feels good in me. Again, I touched on about intuition and gut feeling. This, this feels right to me. So I had all this information, and I begin to start doing Reiki, acupuncture, guided meditations, as long as my own meditation. I started to clean up my diet as well. I started to remove processed food, started to eat more raw food, um, go and shift into go organic. All these things that kind of felt like was going to fine tune me so I could be um, enjoy life more. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day, to enjoy life more rather than to be in pain. So I started doing some research into, say, like having um, sessions with psychics or mediums. And it just kind of came from from a Reiki teacher that I was seeing. And she said a friend was an intuitive psychic and she was amazing. And I kind of, again, this was where I had to go on my gut feeling. If someone would have said this to me a few years before, I would have been like, oh, that's not, that's crap. You know, look, that's a load of bollocks. I don't want to hear that stuff. I imagine, they, you know, they could tell me anything and it'd be a pack of lies and they'll just do some research on me online. But word come to in my time and because I was suddenly interested in all this information, for suddenly this Reiki teacher to just say, you know, oh, my friend is an intuitive psychic and and she does, she's amazing at tapping into stuff and she was a nurse and, and I was like, okay, um, I'm going to go with this. So I had this session with her and she it was amazing you know she was telling me things that she didn't know about me you know and she was you know I can't this is going way this is going back a few years so I don't want to like delve into like some of the the points in there but I just remember feeling I remember the stuff she was talking about and I was like wow how, how does she know them things and she knew some of the challenges that was going on in my life with work at the time and the things that I was beginning to question and and she knew stuff about in my relationship with Ruth just a few things that she would talk about and I'm like wow you know and that just made me become more of a believer in these things I was a questioner for a long period of time and then I just started to become more of a believer in stuff and then moving past seeing like a psychic I kind of was thinking well okay how about if I actually have a regression myself if I go and see um, someone who can do regressions and Again, this just sort of I got guided towards it, and I remember I remember having my first past life session, and I was really nervous before. I remember, and it was pretty amazing. And you basically go on a bit of a guided meditation, and they have these certain tools, and so you go in a certain place, and you you get brought down into this space. And anyway, I won't go go into the actual the technique of taking you down to it. But what was really interesting is I started to imagine, and there's the thing like people might think it's a load of I started to think, is this nonsense? Because it was like as if I was just imagining stuff. But she was like, no, by you putting into this little bit of a state where you're able to um, relax and feel calmer and to sort of like focus your attention or focus your consciousness on this one being. It's like as if just this information was coming to me. It's like as if a videotape was being played and I could see what was going on and I was talking about it. And yeah, it took me back to a life in the late 1700s in Austria. And I was a bit of a, like a groundsman or a keeper of, and would look after these gardens on a stately home. I was kind of, um, but I was like, yeah, I was looking after this space. And and some of the people in my lives, this is the kind of thing that was started to blow me away that I've become to realize to be true now is that as we're in this life now, and as 
the relationships that we have, the significant relationships. There's no accident, there's no coincidence that these people happen to be in our lives right now. We have become to, these people were in a different form, but the same soul was in that life as well. So Ruth was, I was married to Ruth in that life. We had two kids. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily a hugely exciting life um, from what I can remember because it was quite a, a short regression. Yet, I had a friend in that life as well who was very close to me in this life and he kind of like, in that life as well, Nostra, you drifted away and that's kind of happened again in this life and that's probably something for me to look at at some point. And what happens is they say to you, you know, take you through the regressionist will take you to certain significant moments in that life. Took me to a few anyway. And then they take you to the last day of your life. So I was able to remember and tap into my last light, last day. And what it was, was I was around the bed and I had my wife was there and my kids. And that's pretty much what most of us will experience, isn't it? Pretty much 90 plus percent of us will experience that. When we die, our loved ones will be around us. And I... Um, and then they, they teach you then after you die and I then left my body and this is I, and this I was experiencing some of these things I was visually seeing these things some of the things that I was reading about and I was now starting to think wow this stuff this stuff is true that we do exist beyond this this realm and we do have other lives and we do have a soul that we're connected to and this soul exists and it's infinite and it exists forever Um, and that was so empowering for me to think wow so in this life I don't need to be scared of death anymore I've got a fear of how I might die I'm not going to deny that but the actual moment of death I've come to believe is a moment of liberation is it's not the end of something it's just the beginning of something new you're going to go back to where you came from so I had this session, I left my body, I remember going back to my soul and I was have this soul, I'd have these review, supposedly the pattern is you'd have a review with your guides and you'd then review the things in your life, the good things, the bad things, some of the, the things that were said, some of the pain that you caused, some of the joy that you caused, you can feel all that things, like you go back through it all and then you can say, did we experience the things that we wanted to experience in this life? You know, I don't know, again, if people people have switched off to this now, but this is where I'm just talking about the things that I've found to be truthful for me. And it didn't stop there in terms of with regressions. I wanted to go further and I'd have other sessions. And I talked about Bashar. What I actually did is we went to Hawaii and on an adventure with a friend. um, Well, she's become a good friend now, Bridget Nielsen, who is going to be on my it's going to be a guest on this show soon so if you think the things i'm talking about a little bit out there wait till you hear about bridget's journey and how she has transformed life and to live a really uh you know a really fantastic life as bashar would say you know following her excitement and seeing where that takes her so i actually went to hawaii and then via there we went to la for a few days and i managed to have a session with bashar so I was able to ask him like an hour's worth of questions and um, and I was able to find out more about other lives that I have, why I had such an interest in California and he was talking about lives that I had there was in the Native American um, life 
and other lives that I'd had. And, and here's an interesting thing. I had a reading from someone because I wanted to find out about, supposedly you don't just have past lives. Time, in a way, is non-existent. Everything exists right now in this moment. So my past lives are actually happening now. Like for instance, if I say, if we think about it now, when was yesterday? Yesterday was right now. You didn't, yesterday isn't in the past as such. When you were in experiencing yesterday, it was in the now. So we're always in the now movement. We're just kind of moving through time and viewing it from different perspectives. So I had a session with someone, I think it was yeah, Brad Johnson, who channeled someone called Adronis. And I asked him about my next future life. And he said that it was in, it was going to be in Australia. And he talked about certain things in that life. And I would be a male in that life. And I'd um, I'd have this daughter um, and, and wife and I would be quite very interested in the health field. And anyway, so he gave me that information. Well, anyway, when I was with Bashar, I asked him about, so what's my next life? Um, and he said, there's a high probability that your next life will be in Australia. Now, these peak guys weren't connected, weren't speaking. These were, you know, there's no way for that information to have been transferred across there. So... That's what I mean. Things are fucking phenomenal, aren't they? When you start to really start to experience things, really, truly start to experience stuff. I then went on to like, you know, again, books are amazing. I, I came across a lot of the great books. I think it's Dr. Reese or Vice. Really, you know, these, some of these, this is the amazing thing as well. You've got like people who are really trained professionals who would have had quite a um, narrow-minded view of stuff. It would have been very scientific. This is how you deal with stuff. And then a lot of these people become, who are psychologists and they suddenly realise that, wow, they tap into other things and to see that maybe some people's challenges in this life aren't connected to anything that's happened in this life and they can actually get regressed and they get regressed. This is the thing that I've found. Some of the big challenges that we experience in this life now are connected to previous lives because we're trying to rebalance things. And people talk about karma, and there is an element of that, but it's just about balance. It's not like we need to be behold to karma or it's got us by the grit. And something that was amazing as well for me was, you know, again, I was just going down this rabbit hole and I was getting all this information and finding about all these things and these techniques. I was like, wow, isn't this incredible? And but it was getting, I was kind of getting validation with it all as well. And this is something that's just popped to mind now and in terms of the idea of like synchronicities and, and things. And this is when I started to like question things even more. I remember reading reading the book and it was about the phoenix, about the, the story of the phoenix burns to ashes and rebirth and all this. And it's kind of happening around this time, 2012, 2013 for me. And I was definitely, you know, looking back, going through a rebirth in a way, because I was beginning to make some significant changes in my lives. And I was getting this new information and it was helping to transform me. Well, I was reading about this with the Phoenix. And then that, this was the night before I was reading it. And then the day after, on the way to work, I am driving down the motorway. And then there's this van that goes past me. And it had this logo and it's like Phoenix Security. And it just goes past and kind of like catch my eye. And I'm like, whoa, that's weird. I go in there and I'm like, I've got this car driving past me. Well, this van with the Phoenix logo on. And it wasn't one that I've seen before. It wasn't sort of like this big uh, company as such. It was something else. And I was like, kind of like, wow, that's amazing. I was just reading about that yesterday. Well, anyway, I go into work and we go out for our lunch and... We went to some supermarket to get some food. And outside, 
with someone collecting money. And I was like, okay, I'll put, I don't know, whatever, a little bit of change in it. And the name of the charity was this Phoenix Children's Charity. I'm like, hang on a minute. Ch- what? And he gave me this sticker, and I've still got it somewhere, this Phoenix st- sticker. And I was like, wow. And I'm telling people, or Rufo, I was like, this is amazing. I was just reading last night about the Phoenix and birthing anew. And then as I'm driving to work, I see this van that's got the logo on the side. And then I go from a lunch and there's a children's charity which is not connected with the company which is um phoenix and i'm like wow this is phenomenal well anyway it gets better because that night we went we went out for some food me ruth and a mum. we went to this pub that we used to like to go to in the countryside and i was already kind of like in awe of the things that I was experiencing. Like, i just couldn't believe that i was reading about this last night and i've already seen two instances well anyway i come in as we sit down at the pub, in the pub at the, t- the tables and there's beer mats anywhere. Anyway, I look down at the beer mat and it's Phoenix Brewery. It was this beer that they did, this Phoenix beer. And I was literally like, oh my God. I'm like, that is phenomenal. So this is where I was really beginning to like, God, it is all these things that I'm reading about, this idea of synchronicity and the way the universe works and how everything's like interconnected and it's not just all happening by accident. It's one, this beautiful symphony, this beautiful grand plan. I'm like, wow, if I needed any more validation that, you know, things were much more incredible than I, and then I actually felt at the time in terms of, you know, come on, what happens? Most of us, we get up each morning, we go to the toilet, we brush our teeth, we have a wash, shower, we, you know, go have some food, you know, it's quite, it can be quite boring sometimes, can't it? You know, it's just this like life in a way. Sometimes not much happens and you just think we're just on this rock um, that's just spinning around the sun and this is the way it's always been and it's just part of evolution and eventually I'll die and rot back into earth and it's like, and then I'll be gone. And it's like, no. So to see this now, to see this, and I've, I've got that still, you know, I remember seeing that beer mat and I was just sort of like smiling to myself, like almost laughing because I was like, wow. So life is so much more amazing. And I, I took the beer mat and I've got it. So I don't know where, I don't know where it is, but I've got it somewhere. And that in a way was my validation for all the things that I was reading about and understanding that life is magical. And as Roald Dahl said, you know, those who don't believe in magic will never see it. So we have to be willing to be open to new information. And that's a bit massive thing for me is like to be open-minded, to not dis- just like, and that's what I say to people who are listening to this, to just not just rule it out straight away, like as if like, you know, it's nonsense. Maybe do some of your own research, some of your own questioning. And that's the key thing is do your own research. What I'm talking about today, this is my truth that I've come to know. This was my journey that I've gone on in terms of becoming more open to things, to have a better experience of my life and to find out deeper truths. And now everyone else's journey is individual to themselves. So the things, the path that I've gone on, the way I delved into stuff to get to this point is unique to me. There's, I've, I've spoke to a lot of people and the similarities with sort of like the path and the journey, but everyone's different. Everyone's got different points that are going to be dropped into sort of awaken us. And what I've come to realize now is that this time that we're alive now, and I've said it in other podcasts, but I haven't gone into this lab that, but this is 
the most exciting time to be alive. This is what I believe, the most exciting time to be alive. Especially if you truly believe that we exist beyond this space and time and that we reincarnated into this body to have this physical experience and that nothing is happening by accident. It's all an orchestration on some level and we're the ones who are orchestrating it from a higher level. And if we can tap into our own higher level, our higher mind and be tapped into our physical self, we can have a truly phenomenal life and we can awaken in this life and we can really, really begin to play in this life. And that's key play look at the kids look how amazing kids are and the joy and the wonder that they've got in this is why i think we need to learn a lot more from children the way they are how spontaneous they are how fun it's funny yesterday i was in this waiting room um and there was a few people about it's very quiet but the music coming on and there was this music this song came on and i thought this is great this song i'd love to just get up and have a little dance now and um, and I started thinking, God, wouldn't everyone just think I was a bloody nutter? If I'm in this waiting room, everyone else is waiting and I just get up and have a dance. But then I thought about it. If there was a little kid there and a little kid started dancing to the music, no one think twice. Yeah, because I'm like, you know, I'm old and I'm mature and I'm grown up. It's like, I can't. So that's my challenge to me. Next time I feel like I feel like dancing or doing something, I'm just going to do it regardless. I don't need to, you don't need to be drunk or out on a club night or doing anything like that. If you choose to want to have some fun and play. And... What I've come to believe, because now some of my really strongest beliefs that I hold true to me now is, one, I exist beyond this life. Two, that I create my reality and three, that there's good in everyone. That everyone has got good in them and we can choose to see that good in them. And I'm sure, you know, it's going to be tested sometimes. Some people are going to do some horrific things, horrific experiences, and I don't condone any of them things, but I believe there's good in everyone. And... This is one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast and I've called it the Do Good Podcast is because I do believe there's so much good happening in the world and there's good in everyone. And the more we can shine the light on them good things that we're doing and and encourage anyone else to bring that good out of them, the better the world's going to be. So there's some of my strongest beliefs that I exist beyond this reality, that I have many incarnations, that I exist beyond this in a much greater form, in a spirit. Yeah, so these things are the things that I hold to be true to me now. And the most empowering thing is, is because... Because I believe them things, my life has become a lot better because I'm not scared of the things that I used to be scared of. I'm not scared of living as much now. Now I want to get as much out of this life as I possibly can. I want to do some incredible experiences. I want to go to places. I want to meet people. I want to do some phenomenal things because I can and you can too. You really can. I'm talking about experiences and I mentioned about, you know, my next guest is going to be Bridget Nielsen. That's one thing that I've really has helped me massively to break some continuity in my life, to see things for what they can be and how wonderful they can be. I've been on quite a few around about 2015, 2016. This was part of the journey as well for me. It was kind of like pushing myself around around like-minded individuals. One thing that was challenging at times is as you sort of like begin to awaken to sort of like your true self and have a greater understanding of things, it can become quite a lonely experience because these things that you're really interested in, most of the people around you 
aren't really interested in them to start off with. So there's very much like a, a period of time, like an incubation period in a way that you kind of go through before these people, that stuff that you're now interested in become appearing around you. And now I'm very fortunate that I have got plenty of people around me that are interested in these things, are interested in discussing the nature of reality, talking about metaphysical things, talking about extraterrestrials, talking about health and well-being all these things that i think give me a richer life a richer understanding of things so adventures so anyway back in 2016 after we made all the shift in work i me and ruth went over to hawaii and did this week-long adventure with bridget nielsen and her family and there was about 20 of us in total and these things this is what some of the, you know, when you think about it, like if you used to think now, what are some of the most amazing memories that you've got or mo- most amazing days? And some of these days have very much been on adventures with Ruth and with Bridget and with, with these other group of people. You get to experience some be- truly beautiful places. And we were in Hawaii and we went to these waterfalls and we were eating this amazing food and we were visiting the vol- volcano, Haleakala volcano, which is supposedly like the heart chakra of the earth. And I felt a lot of peace up there. Um, I really did. We did this guided meditation and it was really, I felt really, really good after it. But the pinnacle of the trip is that we went kayaking with humpback whales. Now we spent two days out with them and we, we started from the shore. We were two men kayaks. There was about 10 of us in each each day in our group and we'd go out and it was wow it was one of the greatest experiences of my life was to kayak out and in the distance you were seeing the humpback whales and all of a sudden we moved out there and then this mum and baby a humpback started to sort of circle our group just going around and I can still remember the noise that was coming out of it it was just a phenomenal noise the pitch that came out of it and then so supposedly that was like it's mating season around in Maui it was that we went to in like February, March time. But we kind of stayed away from the males because in the in the distance, you know when you see on the, the on the TV or on the internet when the males come up and breach and then bang down. Well, we were kind of like our guide, Joe, he... Um, kept us uh, kept us away from that he was a very experienced guide he's based in Bimini and he'd do lots of dolphin retreats and, and whale retreats he stayed us away from that and kind of he was a little bit just like he was using his intuition and to see where they were and they were just around us and he and this was like this was a scary thing I remember being scared he was like right okay there's one just around us he's underneath us everyone in the water I'm like what what we're all gonna get in so we kind of like just jump in now. If I was on my own out there, I would not jump in on my own. But because we were doing it as a group and it felt safe and we felt connected, then I felt safe enough to sort of just slip off and slip into the water. And we'd have our masks on and be like looking under. It's like, right, it's just gone under us. These are like 40 foot, 20 ton, um, incredible, beautiful uh, whales just going right under us. And I was just like, wow, we were blown away from it, blown away from it. And when you go and do these things, this is why I think it's so important to go out of our comfort zone and to do some exciting things in our lives. Because what it does is it it helps to like break away some fears as well. So if you're scared of doing something, what's the best thing we can do? You can go and do something that is going to potentially break it. Because now I think like, well, if I can, if I can jump in the water 
with these 20 ton um, mammals, then you kind of feel like you can start to do other things in your life as well. Like I talked about in a different episode of Walking on Fire at a Tony Robbins event. You kind of get this feeling, well, if I can walk on fire, I can do anything. So it was the same with doing this. And I remember the best moment though was when we were coming back to shore and then all of a sudden, that our guy Joe, he said, there's one now, there's a, you can hear him. You could literally hear this male, he was singing. He turned over, so his belly was facing up, and he was putting out this pitch, this song to other females, like a mating call. And Joe said, right, everyone in, and we all went into the water. And I couldn't quite see him, but the guide said that he was about 20 feet below us, 30 feet below us. And he was making this song, and he was singing it. And I could literally, I'm telling you, my entire body was just vibrating from it. It was that amazing. I was just like, wow. And I was looking down, I had my sort of goggles on under the water and the sunlight was coming in. And it was such this sharp, beautiful light that was going into the water. That felt like I was tapping into something phenomenal. Like they say about the sea, the underwater is like another world. And this was, and it felt like, this felt like a real connection, like a soul connection or something like spiritual, very spiritual experience and feeling this animal. And then I remember getting back to shore and for a few days after I felt so blissed out. Like that's one of the challenging things that I've had, you know, like I spoke about earlier on that I'd, I'd achieved all these things. I had all this success. I had all this like money and, and, and things and stuff. Yet I wasn't, that feeling of feeling blessed out or peaceful. The only time I ever got that was when I would have took drugs when I was younger. And I didn't, that's the thing for me now. I don't want to be going back down that path. I want to, I want to experience some amazing things in life, but not through having to take drugs to, to zone out from it. I'd rather have these experiences. And that is one memory for me when I had that with the whales and how I felt after I felt phenomenal. And we went out the day after and we did it again. And it's just one of the amazing experiences and other adventures that I've gone on. We went over to Skellig Michael on the Southwest tip of Ireland, which for those who are Star Wars fans will know it's in the recent films. It's where Luke goes to that little green Island, which is surrounded by, well, it's actually surrounded by thousands of little puffins. Well, anyway, we got a little tugboat out to the very, beautiful sacred site that monks used to live on hundreds of years ago supposedly only 30 people or so can get onto the island each day and we managed to go on with our group it was Bridget again and Ruth was there and that's something like these experiences and go and doing them with like-minded individuals you get such a um a richer experience and you feel like you can be free and more yourself and these things that I've learned on these adventures, these things that I've done, these deeper truths that I believe, I then bring them back into my life and can integrate them more because that's a key thing. You know, we can go and do these things, but if our life here is completely alien to that, then it's very important to try and integrate them things into, and stuff. So, so yeah, I've been talking for um, quite a while on this and the, the truth will set you free is the title and i i feel a lot more free than i did say 10 years ago no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and say you know what i'm enlightened i've sat here cross leg and i'm you know i've got it all cracked i haven't once you start to do some of this spiritual work and go deeper on stuff more stuff keeps coming up more deeper stuff comes up to be cleansed to be looked at 
things younger in your life. Like, for instance, some of the stuff that I've talked about going past in previous episodes, I feel like I've only been able to have done that because I've developed in a certain way, spiritually, physically, emotionally, to be strong enough and brave enough to do them things. Couldn't have done it 10 years ago. No way. So here's one, telling the truth. Okay, once you start to absorb all this new information from books, from podcasts, um, whatever they could be, spiritually, you know, religion, you know, all that stuff. It's like, okay, you're developing, you get, you're taking in all this truth now and all this greater wisdom. Yet now you need to put this into action. I talked about integrating it just a moment ago, but you need to start being totally honest with yourself. You need to start looking around to see is your life, is who you truly are, who you wish to be, is it in alignment with what your life is now? And for me, back then it wasn't. So I feel like I've had to make some significant changes in my life to be more aligned with who I want to be. Big thing for me, like, you know, talked about peace, joy, but freedom. Freedom is a big thing that I'm seeking. And I think it's a big thing that a lot of us are seeking because we can feel trapped. I felt trapped back when I was 31, 32. I felt trapped by a lot of stuff. I kind of felt like I had the chains to my legs and I, I couldn't really move. I had to keep going with the stuff because this was my life. Well, here's what I'm going to say now. It's like, no, it isn't. You didn't have to be so rigid. And I think this is where the ego comes into play. Things aren't so rigid. They don't have to be so rigid. It's just the ego making it that way. In fact, I think it's really important that that we start to realise that we are not our story. Deep down, the things that have happened and gone over us, we don't have to have such attachment to them. We can recognize them and they were an experience. It was a part of us to learn something about our lives so we can grow and become more of who we are. And we then we go on a journey of remembering who we really are, our true connection to who we are. That's what I believe to be true. It may not be your truth, and that is a-okay. And all I wish is for anyone who's listening to this is to find their own truth and to be who they can be in this life, to go on and experience things and to hold, not hold back on your dreams, on your aspirations, to live a, a great life, to live a fulfilled life because it's possible. I've seen it, I've experienced parts of it myself. I've not got it all made, but I'm moving in the right direction. And that's the thing I believe, I'm moving in the right direction of my life. I can z- exist in a better world. It's all a choice. I believe it's a choice. And through our thoughts, our beliefs and our actions, we can make our world a better place for us and the people around us. And that's what I wish to be doing with this podcast. So just to round up a little bit, some of the things, you know, life, life's a playground and it's there for us to grow and to learn. And that's it. And we become so wound up and so attached to things and, and so devastated by stuff. And yeah, that's what the physical experience is. You know, we can really feel true pain, can't we? Real pain and loss. And it's not an easy, like I heard people talk about, they sort of talk about like um, Earth's the school of hard knocks. You know, we come down here now to truly learn some of the tough stuff. Because when you're in spirit, or maybe we'll incarnate in different planets and, and different solar systems in the world, we don't choose the amnesia that we have in this life. Yet this one, we do. So, you know, if you're alive, if we're alive now, if you're exist, listening to this, I believe that you've chosen this life, you know, you've chosen to incarnate at this time, this time of great change. Look around how much stuff is changing right now. Like never before, you know, we've got an opportunity to really create a much better world. 
yeah, it's going to look like the old systems are in place and, and the crumbling and you got all the crap that's going on in the news and the governments and bit all this. Well, what if all these things, the, the world that we want to move towards, you know, these systems, these organisations can't exist in this new world. They're crumbling under their own weight. And that's what I've heard a lot from spiritual speakers, say like Bashar and other people, say some of the challenges that we're going through now the reason why it's so traumatic and we're seeing so many earth changes is because this is the time when we need to clear it all. We need to let go of it all. We need to deal with all our shit. We need to face all our challenges, face all stuff. If you're listening to this now and you've had loads of stuff come up in your life recently, which I've had in my life, it's kind of just sometimes feel like it's one thing after the other. It's another challenge, another thing to throw at me. It's not really... In the past, I used to feel like there was about there was a good break between them. But in fact, now it's just coming up one after another. Because now's the time to face our challenges. And, you know, how, how anxious are we all? You know, I know I'm bloody anxious at times with, with things and have a lot of stuff. But if we can see it from the perspective, it's there to help us grow. It's there to help us learn. Then we can begin to face our challenges with more grace, with more humility, to realize that they're not, it's not like I said, life isn't happening to us, it's happening through us. And as we go through these things, we learn and we become more of who we truly are, which is, as I believe, like I said, we can have an amazing life. And as Gandhi, you know, the Gandhi quote, you know, be the change you want to see the world, be the living example. And that's what I wish to do more of my life, to be a good person, to do more things. So all the stuff that I've, I've absorbed and become more of the past few years, I'm using this podcast now as a, as a platform for me to share these things that I'm truly interested in and see if I can be the living example more and more importantly, share other people's stories who truly are the living example, who are running businesses, organizations, or not even that, just working in companies or just doing things within society, helping to create a better world. Because I want to see this better world and I believe we're going towards it. And I know there might be uncertainty, there might be all these things going on, but this is the time now where we get to choose. We get to choose what kind of world we want to live in. And like I said, I believe it's a choice. I know it to be true. And that means that we can choose to create a better world and we're creating it. And that's why the likes of people like Positive News and other organizations who are showing the good stuff that's going on around the world instead of just all the negative, we begin to see the world in a different light. We begin to see, yeah, things are getting better. So I really appreciate you tuning into this. If you stayed to the end, great. If you're open to some of these things, brilliant. I feel a bit exposed talking about some of this stuff, talking about some of the more, the deeper spiritual beliefs about the nature of reality and, and the fact that we exist beyond this. But I think I find it so empowering. So anyway, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, please share this podcast with someone that you know. And if you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a review. That would really help. So anyway, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. And until next time, have a good one. Mm-hmm.